Welcome to episode number five of Sotelio. We are the Hoteliers podcast for social media management. And now, from the Excellence in Podcast Studios, it's time for another episode of Sotelio. This is Pat B. And this is Andy. Coming up in episode number five of Sotelio, we're going to talk about the mistakes everybody makes in social media. We're going to look into understanding why your message actually fails. And then the top things that we correct with our social media customers. If you'd like to get in touch with us, it's really easy to do. You can email us at hello at Sotelio. That is S-O-T-E-L-L dot I-O. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hello Sotelio and Facebook is Hello Sotelio as well. So Patsy, a lot of times people come up to me and they say, Andy, my social media is absolutely failing. No matter what I do, it's not working for me. So I think this whole social media thing is a ripoff and I shouldn't be doing it anyhow. Mm. And I go, really? Let's let's look at it because obviously it's not. A failure. It's, you know, it works right, when it's, it's done right. <laughs> so I want to kind of go down the the top 10 mistakes that I see people making and that causes their social media to fail. And these are very easy to, to fix. Let's do it. The first one we've talked about, we talked about it last week, and that is the automatic cross-posting where you just get a service and you plug in all your social media accounts to it and you do one post and it goes out to everybody. And yeah, it's just not going to work. We talked about how it can work, and if you want to listen to that, go back to episode number four, and you'll see when to use that. But if you use it too much, it just doesn't work. Right. Not posting often enough. We've covered uh, in the show uh, how often I think people should post, and I've often said that my numbers usually are higher than other people's. Yeah. Uh, Three to four times a day is probably my norm. What happens in this is people bring their own preferences to the table. Mm-hmm. They think to themselves, I don't like to see people posting a ton of stuff to social media. I don't want to see you know, a car ad five times a day. So you bring those personal preferences with you and say, since I don't like that, I'm not going to do that. And that's the way it should be done. Right. And that's the thing. As you said, people's personal preferences get in the way. Like, big time. Right. Don't bring your personal preferences with you and get your postings done. The beauty of that is you can say the same thing. If you have one thing to say a day, say it five different ways that day. Mm, well, that's good. The pool is open can be said five different ways. You know? That's good. Hey, the pool is open. Hey, there's not a lot of people at the pool. The pool water is fantastic today. Right. You know, it's a lot of ways to, to describe that pool being open. Right. So it, I guess it goes, it goes back to uh, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. It's how you say it. Right. Very, very good point. Awesome. Stealing content. This one will kill you. If you steal somebody else's creative post, they made a really funny joke or whatever the case might be. Never. Credit them. You know, if you don't credit them, that's what's going to get you. Right. Because everybody else knows where that came from. If it's funny and you thought it was funny, so did somebody else. And somebody else probably saw it that same day or or prior to you. It's kind of like paraphrasing, right? You can paraphrase, but just don't steal the content. Right. I've seen people do... Cite the credit. Yeah, cite it. I've seen people take somebody else's photograph... And post it as their own photograph. And it's like, what are you doing? Mm. And uh, it's a ruthless world. People don't forgive you for that one. Right. That's so funny. The rules of social media is kind of coming. Uh, the English 
uh, research roles are coming over into the social media world because that was a, you know, I was in college, that was huge. You know, you have to cite your, you know, your research credits, wherever you get, wherever you're getting your statements from. Right, your sources. Your from your sources, exactly. You have to give them credit. Right. It's, it's, it's etiquettes. 100% etiquette is right on that one. Uh, speaking of etiquette, this has been a little bit of a change, but it is also very important. Okay. With your videos on Facebook, used to be you would direct people to go to YouTube or somewhere else to watch that video. Okay. Now you want to embed that video in Facebook so that people stay in Facebook, stay right where they're at because mm-hmm. Facebook wants them to stay there. That's just like hotels. You mentioned last week, hotels want people to stay on the property. Right. Facebook wants people to stay within Facebook. So if you're going to use a video on Facebook, don't put a link to take them somewhere else like Mm. YouTube or wherever else you want them to go. Embed that video in Facebook. Let Facebook host that video and serve that video. They'll give you the analytics on the video, but it keeps them there. It keeps them engaged. And it's not taking them away from what they're doing. If I'm on Facebook and I'm getting caught up with something and I see a video and go, oh, that looks like an interesting video to watch. If I click on it and now I'm on somebody else's website and I'm no longer on Facebook, right? not a good feeling. Great, great point. Yeah, so it's like, just let them stay there, embed that video inside of Facebook directly. Gotcha. Great point. Over hashtagging is oh. huge. I have a, a, a associate of mine who I think is the king of over hashtagging. What's your minimum? My minimum is two. I do three. Maybe three. Yeah, three <laughs> is my, my limit. So it's two to three is where I say that's my, that's my comfort zone. Because you have to understand the difference on a hashtag is it can be used to convey what you're feeling, an emotion, you know, right. happy, sad, whatever it might be. It can be to tag on to a particular conversation or an event that is happening. Okay. So if you have an event in town and you have a hashtag for that event, you'll see them when you go into locations, they'll say, hey, if you're, if you're going to tag us, here's our tag. And, it's, and you'll see them say like... Uh, for instance, Orlando IX is coming up next month, and there's going to be OIX17, I think is the hashtag they want to use for it. That would allow me to search and be part of the conversation with everybody else using that same hashtag. So we have emotion, we have an event, and then you might want to convey some other kind of little funny message along with it, or it could be your personal branding. You know, if I if I want to post something, I might post, you know, hoteliers or hotel social media or, or whatever the case might be. But I'm not going to start making up my own crazy hashtags. People do that. And yeah, sometimes it's funny. Right. But when you have someone who uses like five, six, seven, eight, it's like, what are you trying to convey? Right, right. The message really gets lost. And yes, people can search. And this is where the the fallacy comes in. People say, well, I want people to find my message by searching these five different hashtags. Well, how do you actually search for those folks that don't, that aren't? That are just getting into this, Andy, that are just getting, you know, those owners and, and managers that are just getting into social media, that are doing it themselves, and they, they're not outsourcing someone to do it for them. How do they search for a, hash, for a hashtag? On uh, either Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, any of them, they'll okay. have a small search button up top somewhere. On Facebook, it's up right top in the middle. Okay. On Twitter, it's up on the right. But there is a search bar. You just type in whatever hashtag you happen to be looking for. Okay. If you don't know, if someone doesn't know, like have no idea, maybe they're going to type in hashtag Orlando to see if anybody's chatting about Orlando. Oh, okay. If it's the hotel that they're at, maybe it's, you know, they'll, they'll hashtag the hotel name and see right. if anybody's talking about the hotel name. If they don't know, people do searches for that. Oh. If they're into something, they might do that hashtag. What if they're into wakeboarding? They might do hashtag wakeboard and find a lot of people talking about wakeboarding. 
Interesting. So they just that's how you get involved in that social media conversation. Gotcha. So if I'm at a particular hotel, and I know the hotel uses either for the event or for the hotel, if it uses like the Wyndham, the Wyndham Orlando uses Wyndham Orlando. Okay. So if I want to search Wyndham Orlando, I'll do hashtag Wyndham Orlando, and I'll see a lot of people talking about it. Okay. It could be everything from like, you know, it feels kind of stuffy in this room, and I do a search and I realize, oh, they have an air conditioner is out, you know, or something that's going right. on. Right, right. Which happens so often. <laughs> it does. And, and it gets hot really quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you're over hashtagging, that becomes an issue. Okay. Uh, also, because you are limited in most social media platforms, Twitter, you're limited to 140 characters. Others, not as much, or there's some not at all. But it kind of clouds your message. So, yeah. two, you say three, that's fine. Three yeah. is usually my limit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go over three usually. Three of anything is, I think, is good enough. That's good. Good yeah. enough? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not using technology properly is a huge issue. And what will happen is you will turn off your audience. Mm, One right. of the biggest turnoffs is, at least and this is personal, but is, I'm not alone in this, is when I see somebody taking video with their phone and they're holding their phone vertically. Mm. If you hold your phone horizontally, side to side, right. you get a much better resolution for your video. It uses the full screen of the video for, for the video kit taking. Using it vertically, if you're on an iPhone, is going to put those two little blurred segments on the side and you get a really weird resolution going on. Okay. So film vertically. Is that like landscape? Sorry. So film horizontally, landscape, just like you said, yes. Gotcha. Perfect. The other thing you see all the time is just people not really understanding how to take a photo. Yeah. There are some basic YouTube videos you can watch. It tells you the basics of how to take a decent picture. Right. Knowing where your light source is. Uh, p- taking the time to look at the picture and making sure there's not something that appears to be growing out of somebody's head behind them. Right. You know, exactly. or anything really awkward. Right. Those make the rounds, but not in a good way. Right. So. Or, or in a beautiful lobby, you've got this mop bucket behind oh, you. Oh, that is the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> you know, there are times when I'll take pictures here in the studio, and there's things that are, you know, propped in the wall. Right. And it's like, okay, I want to take a picture of this corner. Now i got to clear this whole corner out. Right. And exactly. put it so I'm staging the location for that photo. Right. And if you don't take the time, like you said, beautiful lobby and a mop bucket in the corner or trash on the ground. Right, exactly. You know, just take the time to look at what you're doing. Right. It may take a few tries, too, a few takes. I do that often. Oh, man, big time. Yeah. Uh, take as many. I take, when I go out to customers' locations take photographs, I'm there for an hour, two hours taking photos. I may take 200 pictures. Yeah. I may use 10. Right, wow. So it just happens to be that's how it goes. Right, right. But it's definitely worth it in the end. Absolutely yeah. is worth it. Another mistake people make is they uh, they don't share their blog content on social media. Yeah. So they write an awesome blog post. It's fantastic. It, it meets all the criteria for a great blog post. It's at least 300 words. It's keyword. It's got a picture. Everything is absolutely fantastic about it. And then it, they leave it alone. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? You think people's going to knock down the door to go read your article? Right, right. It's like, get it up there on social media. Put it on Twitter. Put it share on it. Facebook. That's share right. it on LinkedIn. That's right. Let people know you just created this awesome piece of content. Yeah. If not, then you're just going to wait around. It, right. it may eventually draw some traffic. Be confident. But yeah, exactly. Be confident in it and get it shared. Right. And if you don't get a lot of likes on it, a lot of likes on it, then, um, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm sure you'll you'll see the uh, it, it got read. It'll get read eventually, and it's there. It's it's content that that goes along with everything else that you're actually publishing. Mm, perfect, and it may not get likes today, 
but it may get lengths tomorrow or a week or a year later. You never know. Exactly. Now, the flip side of that is you do write this awesome blog post. You've shared it out on social media. People have come to read your blog post. They love your blog post. And you have no real easy way for people then themselves to share it on social media. Mm, Right. There are plenty of plugins for a multitude of websites. doesn't matter what platform you're using for your website. That at the bottom of your post, there's a share button. So that I, myself, when I go read your article, I go, oh, this is a great article. I want to share this with my friends. Right. Because my friends aren't your friends. Exactly. Usually. (laughs) Right. And so when I share with my friends, now I am getting your message out even further. Right. And you're paying me nothing to do that. That's right. So it's it's fantastic. So have those share buttons on. And most of them are free. There's some paid ones, but most of them you can get that little service for free. It shares it around. Everybody gets to go read it. And it just, that's how social media works. Right. Now to kind of play the devil's advocate, Andy, um, I know we talked about last week, you know, getting, um, you know, the importance of, of having good content because you want to get the likes. Mm -hmm. Now backing up a bit, you know, in regards to a blog that may not get as many shares. Do you think it's important that, you know, sometimes, you know, the one perfect, you know, getting a quality like is verse is better than getting a bunch of likes that are not great quality because you might get a, you might get a like from say the director of um you know of, of of marketing for a particular segment of business whereas you you know who will then share that with his entire network mm. you know and he may be your own he may be your only like that you got maybe you know two weeks after you posted it you know versus getting you know say three hundred likes from people that just you know. Maybe you bought it. You bought the likes. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I never. Don't ever buy. <laughs> we'll get to that. That's coming up next segment. Oh, you never Good. buy the likes. Yeah. Well, uh, the answer yeah. is it's yes and no. It's, it's both sides of this. If I if if whoever has liked my post and it is that is publicly visible to other people to see who liked it, right? And they know who that person is. Mm. Now it has merit and has value. Mm. However, if Clyde Johnson likes my post and nobody knows who Clyde Johnson is. Okay. Exactly. There's no difference in that like than a bot liking it because nobody knows who Clyde Johnson is. However, if this guy comes in and he's well known in either our circles or other circles, wherever he's from, uh, he or she is from, and that person, go, oh, wow, that person liked it? Right. Uh, That's that's got some merit. That's pretty cool. Right. So it just depends on that, on, on you know, or if their titles in there, like CEO of this or right. whatever it is, then yeah, then it's worth it. Gotcha. Interesting. Now you bring up an interesting point there as well, and that is don't yourself don't over comment and over like everything else that other people are doing. It is important to engage that way, to like other people's social media posts and to comment on other people's social media posts. Okay. But not excessively. Why not? The, the what happens then is people realize there's two things that are going on. Number one, you are fishing. You're, in other words, you're out there. You're looking for people to come like your stuff. You're trying to get you know more visibility for yourself out there, and it tends to backfire. Mm. And the other thing is people start to realize that you are trying to capitalize on somebody else's social media uh, platform. So if someone has a really good post on Facebook, and you go make a comment on that, and one kind that's fine. But if you start commenting on everything that that person is doing, you're just trying to piggyback on their success. 
Okay. And people will realize that, and it tends to backfire in the social media world. But if, what, are you, what if you're really, really a fan? What if you're truly a fan? Well, if of, you're a fan, you're a fan. You just have to service. watch your message at that point. Right. So if let's say the if it's um, hand lotion, and then someone made a new version of their hand lotion with a new scent in it, and you are, you love their hand lotion, that's all you buy, <laughs> and and you could say, hey, this is a fantastic product. I really like it, and I'm so happy to try out this new scent. Way to go. Kudos to you guys. Gotcha. Versus, this is the only hand lotion that I buy from my hotel at Restful Inn, and you can get more details. So if you don't gotcha. try to self-promote off of it, right. then it's okay. But then if you excessively post on one person's... Yeah, then it's kind of weird. Yeah, so you go from being a fan to <laughs> a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not always a good thing. Gotcha. The rules of engagement. The rules of engagement. Uh, the last thing that I see people doing a lot is that they blindly spend ad dollars. Mm, that's a good one. We mentioned not buying likes. Don't go buy likes. You can go out to many websites and they'll say, hey, we'll send you 500 likes for $5, whatever. It's worthless. Because if people start looking at the analytics of those, which are publicly available, they realize they're all coming from China or India or anywhere else. They go, what's going on? Wow. This has nothing to do with my local area. Wow. Right. So don't go off and buy the traffic or the likes. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And that's something I do when I start seeing something that's "That's got a lot of likes. And they all came in in one day within five minutes. And they're all from Pakistan. Either this thing just blew up in Pakistan and it's awesome, right. or they bought a bunch of likes from Pakistan. Well, they should be smarter, I think. The ones that are selling the likes, they should be selling likes that <laughs> selling likes and dispersing the, right. you know, the networks aren't that big because if you're paying five dollars for five hundred, that person's got to make money, and you know now you're down to a penny a like, so right. <laughs> it becomes very difficult. To just, they just have programs that do it. Gotcha. Now, the other side of the uh, blindly sp- uh, spending ad dollars, we briefly mentioned it last show, where somebody sees a post, they don't wait for analytics on the post, and they go, you know what? Right. I think this post is great. I'm going to spend $10, $20, $30 and boost this post or make it a, a, a promoted tweet, and I'm going to get it out there. It's like, well, give it a day. Wait for some analytics. See how right. it does on its own before you spend the money. Right. Or I just had, had this uh, happen where I was reviewing somebody's ad campaign on Facebook. And they were telling me that they had spent some money. They got no results. It wasn't working for them. So I went in and I looked. I was like, well, your, your demographics are way off. Hmm. And they were, it had nothing to do. Very, very, very little. Maybe 1% to do with what they were uh, pushing, what they were really? promoting. And I was like, there's no reason they, that this crowd would ever want to be interested in what you promoted to that crowd. Right. right. So when I pointed that out to them, they're like, Oh, that was for this other thing, which was a match. And I was like, well, great, but you never went and updated who you were marketing to. Oh, wow. And so it caught them on that one. So it was rather interesting. Wow. So don't go blindly spending. Take some time. Take a pause. Look at what you're actually, who you're actually marketing to. And don't just willy-nilly spend $10, 20 30 $50 or more right. uh, to see if something will work for you. That's a high risk that you don't want to do. And having those second set of eyes is, is, is huge. He had you to come behind, you know, look over his shoulder and, and, and help him correct that error and see where he, you know, where he went wrong. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's and awesome it wasn't very difficult to correct that. Right. It just sat, it was less than an hour and going, here's what you did. Oh, right. look at that. And we don't realize it ourselves sometimes. We're also, so- timing on that is very important. Uh, there is a real estate agent that I've done some work with, and they were having an open house. 
okay. they're advertising the day of the open house for the open house. Oh. It's like, you know, Cramming let's it. look at yeah, let's look at this. I can't plan for that. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, you said your husband plans day of, so maybe he could. Yeah. He, <laughs> I would, can't. he would try to. You try like, hey, let's yeah. do this open house. Yeah. Right. I, I can't. So if I see something that's day of, I can't do this. Right. If I see something two or three days in advance, sure, maybe. Right. I see something a week or so in advance, more likely. Definitely. Right. And if I see something like two weeks out and I see repetition of it and reminders of it, I am right. more likely going to go to that event. Absolutely. So it's very important how you spend your ad dollars on there. Now, as I said, all the things that we've talked about are easily overcomable. And we offer through Sotelio a one-on-one consultations that help hoteliers understand why their social media isn't working for them. Awesome. And for any information on that, just visit Sotelio. That's S-O-T-E-L-L dot I-O. And you'll get all the information right there. So, Patsy, let's say everybody does everything right on that list. And that's just a brief list of about 10 things. But they get them all right. Okay. And their message still fails. Mm. And they don't understand. They're like, I'm doing everything you said. I'm like, well, okay, let's look at what what you're doing. Let's look at how you're saying it. Okay. And this is what happens in social media today. It doesn't work the same way that people are used to selling something. Right. If you are selling or advertising on social media, it's not the same as selling and advertising in person, in print, or anywhere else. It really is a different beast. It You're is. Right. And uh, it's instant. It's there. It People can comment on it. People can reply to it. People can make fun of it, which right. happens a lot. Or people can really like it. And so right. it's, it's just crazy beast that you have. Right. And the first thing I tell people, and this is a lesson that comes from a gentleman named Dan Kennedy, who is a big marketer. And the first lesson I tell people is don't sell, tell. Mm, tell the story. Tell the story. Don't you know, sell the story. make that connection. People do business with people they like and trust, which is another Dan Kennedy thing. Right. So if they like you and they trust you, they're going to do business with you. So you have to work on your brand. You have to work on your image. You have to work on your message. Don't just come out and say, hey, we've got a great deal on rooms. They're $49.99 this weekend only. And then wonder why. You know, book right. now, space is limited, you know. Right. And then you wonder why it doesn't work. It's like, well, hmm. gee whiz, I'm not, you've told me nothing about you. Right. Nothing about your property, nothing right. about yourself. I don't know what's going on. And why would I go spend 50 bucks? Right. Because it's only 50 bucks. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> now, harking back to something you said uh, last segment, 10 engaged followers, engaged being the key word, are more valuable than 10,000 not engaged followers. Mm-hmm. So if I have 10 people who are doing something with my content, right. that means more to me than 10,000 people who are just consuming my content. Right. So somebody is liking it, if somebody is sharing it, if somebody is commenting on it, if somebody is just engaged. Okay. It is so much more valuable in social media than having 10 people or 10,000 people who just kind of you know they saw it. And Facebook tells you that all the time. Facebook will tell you, "Hey, you know, 3,000 people saw this. Right. And you got 26 engagements. It's like, that's not a good campaign. Right. But those 26 people are more important than the 3,000 people. Right, right. Exactly. So you want to find out, all right, what do these 26 people have in common? What made them engage? What was good? And why didn't the other 3,000 people do anything? Mm-hmm. So you have to really evaluate that message that you're sending out. Okay. So we're not going to sell them anything. We want to engage with them. And then we have to realize that what we're doing on social media is not a passive thing. Okay. 
We're not going to post and leave it alone. It doesn't do anything. Well, what if all 10 folks are on property? What if each of them are in two different, like, ten different departments? Like they're all your friends there. You get that a lot where you post something and everybody else in the business likes it and you go, great, I got 10 likes, but they're all my coworkers. Right, exactly. It doesn't do me any good. Right, right. So that's, you have to know who liked it and you kind of go, okay, I have to discount those and not do anything with them because that they kind of feel they have to like them. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you want the public to like. and uh, Right, okay. So you, you, know, you don't want just everybody in the same place liking it. That's right. funny. Gotcha. But remember, it's not passive. You're okay. active. So if you post it and forget it, it's not going to do anything. Okay. It's that one post that goes away and you're like, eh, nothing happened. Well, what'd you do with it? Well, I posted. Well, what else did you do? Oh, nothing. Hmm. Well, gee, why not? Why didn't you go comment on somebody else's post that was kind of like yours? Okay. Why didn't you go share your information with somebody? Else? Just be active on it. It's not just getting out there and going, okay, we have a room for $49.95. You might find out that, you know, look at your hashtags. Look at the events in your area. You realize, okay, there's an event coming up, uh, Orlando IX one coming up. Let me look for this hashtag. You find that hashtag. You comment on it. This looks like it's going to be a great event. So you engage. Now, you don't over-engage because we talked about that last, you know, just a minute ago. You never over-engage. So you don't engage to sell. You engage to start a conversation. Do you have your room reservations yet? We're going to do a special for Orlando IX. And great. Oh, fantastic. I'll stay with you guys. Because you're sharing with the person, you're engaging with that person. Right. You're right. having that conversation. Right. The other thing we're not going to do here is buy likes. We talked about that just a minute ago. We okay. don't buy likes. Too many people re- think that the secret to success on a social media campaign, whether it be a single post or multiple post campaign, they think the secret to the success of that is likes. Right. So they say, you know what? I need to to jumpstart this campaign. I'm going to go spend some money. I'm going to buy some likes, and that'll make other people see it. Right. doesn't work that way. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't work that way because the social media platforms are smart enough to realize that people can buy likes. My kid knows that. So if you go and you buy a bunch of likes, then it's not going to raise your your post anywhere. It's not going to bring it to the top of the, of the social posting network, whatever. Really? Not going to do it. Now, if you get thousands and thousands and thousands of them from real accounts that Facebook knows if it's a real account, mm, okay, they know the demographics. You have to understand, when I go out and buy a like or anybody buys a like, that person who is purchasing that like, the demographic isn't going to match what I am advertising. Right. If I'm advertising a hotel room to the Orlando audience for a particular event... If okay. the people who are liking that post have nothing to do with travel, have nothing to do with Orlando, haven't right. moved around, keep in mind, I'm not, I'm not going to get too tinfoil hatty here. Okay. You've got uh, the Facebook app on your phone. Mm-hmm. I've got the Facebook app on my phone. You think Facebook knows where I am right now? Right. Facebook knows. Right. Facebook knows I'm in Orlando. They, my location's on. It knows that. It gives me all the cool stuff about Orlando. If I post something about Orlando and I get likes from anywhere else besides Orlando, from people who have never traveled to Orlando, for people who've never expressed an interest in the event I'm advertising, if that demographic doesn't match, that's going to be discounted. Yeah, it's going to count as a like, but it's not going to count in any type of social relevance. Right. Now, take your kids, for example, and my kids. They may post a picture on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever, Mm -hmm. and all their friends will like it. Well, that is a good thing. Because all their friends share their same demographics. Right. And they're, 
Yeah, they're not going to pay their friends. They'll ask their friends for likes. People do that all the time. Hey, do me a favor, like this post. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. And that will raise that social engagement and bring it up to the top of, you know, more prevalent people's faces because the demographics match. Right. So there's enough of, of, you know, these social media companies aren't, they're not dumb. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. They've been around the block a couple of times. Yeah. So when you go off and you buy a like. Savvy. You'll see people and they'll say, okay, what, what niche are you, are you working in? Well, I'm working in this niche. Well, I will try to get you USA likes for the automotive industry. And like, okay. And then it never happens. Gotcha. <laughs> I always tell people during during the election <laughs> campaign, my vote's for sale. Whatever you want to hear. So same thing. You know, my right. likes for sale. You want to like for me. Yeah. It's, you know, toss me $5. I'll throw you a like. Sure. Right. Why not? Right. Or give me a few likes. Yeah. Well, that happened. And that's more, that more that happens you know, more often than not is people exchange those. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Another thing you need to do in social media is respond to your customers. Absolutely. If somebody engages with you and you don't do anything about it. Oh, what a lost opportunity that right. is. It's so rude. It really is. That's like you're walking down the hallway if I saw you, hey, good morning, Patsy, and you just kept on going. Right. I'm like, well, what's wrong with her? It's not what's wrong with me. <laughs> you right. know, it's what's wrong with her. And it's either you've got something on your mind. You know, it's just, it's it's not a pleasant and a, a meaningful interaction. What about a thumbs up? A thumbs up. <laughs> you know, well, if I don't even get that, you know, if I walk down the hallway and give you a thumbs up and you keep going, I'm like, well, what's going on? It's the right. same, it's that same feeling. Yeah. yeah but if we're walking down the hallway and I give you a thumbs up, like, hey, Patsy, go, hey, Andy, thumbs up. Fantastic. We had a meaningful exchange. Gotcha. Now, on social, if somebody likes your your post, you may not be able to engage with them if they just give you like a real quick like. But if they make a comment on it, like this is a fantastic post or this is a great idea or I can't wait to be there or I stayed at that location. It was phenomenal. Reply to them. Hey, thanks for the information. Thanks for the update. Whatever it is, engage with them, especially if it's a negative comment. Like right. I stayed there and I had a horrible experience. So please let me know what happened. Right. Let's, you know, give me your email, send me a direct message. Let's, let's take care of this. But not doing anything is, is just as bad as doing something negative in this case. I think for a lot of the iPhone users, which there are so many of them, you know, um, I, I think we've gotten into the, into the um, habit of thinking that whatever is sent is you, you can actually see when it's, when it's read. <laughs> right. For, yeah, it's the messenger. It tells you, sent, right. delivered, read. Right. Okay. Exactly. So for, you know, for, for Facebook users, you know, if you're getting comments, I think sometimes busyness will, you know, cause us to not comment immediately. And then you think, oh, no, they've, you know, they've, they've seen it. They, you know, they've read it. So, but I can't comment right now. So I'll just give them a thumbs up or I won't answer. And then I'll forget to answer later on. And then I've never answered. So. So I had that uh, same thing happen to me where somebody had sent me a message and it showed them when I read it and I didn't have time to respond. And then I kind of forgot about responding. Oh, and then the next comment was, so you read this three hours ago. I'm like, Oh man, gee whiz. (laughs) You're taking it the wrong way. I didn't have time. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, you couldn't take three minutes. I'm so sorry. Right. Right. (laughs) It does happen. So what do you do? Because people do, people are very often offended on social media. Very much so. If you are a business, you have to respond. And you have to respond, the rule, the golden rule is within 15 minutes. Okay, so does that mean you should not check any messages until you have at least carved out an hour or whatever to dedicate to comments and responses and um, and, and more than just thumbs up and, and smiley faces? <laughs> If you are uh, a person who's wearing many hats in the hotel industry, which happens right. all the time, absolutely, then you want to be able to be responsive 
Right. Uh, what I suggest on there is having the notifications turned on on your phone right. so that when somebody does res- respond or give you any type of feedback in social media, you can reply to it quickly from your phone. Now, you may be in a situation where your hands are full, dinner hours, big rush, I've whatever it might be. I've seen that GM that does everything. Yeah. And you just can't get to it. If you absolutely can, if you look at an it's imperative message you can't get to, it's time to offload that to somebody else. Delegate that task mm, to somebody right. else. Absolutely. If you don't have someone on staff, there are services like us that are available that we can handle that for you. We can respond. They don't necessarily have to know that it is not the GM responding. It'll right. show that it is the account responding. And that is just as fine. There are many times that uh, you have multiple people who are managing a social media account. And by multiple, you get a 15, 20 depends on the size of the organization. You think if you get a reply from a, an airline, it's not one person managing that social media oh, account yeah, for no, that the airline. Pi- the pilot's not responding directly. <laughs> like, I'm flying right now, but I'll go ahead and reply to that. <laughs> This is your captain tweeting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome, but that's wouldn't not... <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to fly with that airline again. <laughs> <laughs> but you have a team of people in these large organizations that are that are responsible for social media. Okay. A smaller hotel motel, you might be able to dedicate somebody to that as part of their job and they do something else. Now, if it's something they're getting overwhelmed with, then you may need to find somebody else to delegate that task to. As long as it's still important that it doesn't interfere with somebody else's job or it's not something that they're just going to throw under the, the carpet and go, I'll get to social media when I get to social media. Right. It still has to have a level of importance on there. Because social media essentially is communication. And communication is key to any relationship. You want to nurture it. You want to, you know, respond to those emails. You want to communicate back to your guest, you know, to your vendors and, and uh, you know, Pleasant or unpleasant, you you have to respond. Yeah, if it's a negative, and we've talked about it before, if they give you a negative comment, take it. Don't get offended. Try to figure out what is behind that negative connotation. Try to fix it. Do Absolutely. everything in your power to fix it, which we do anyhow if the person came to us in person. So keep it up top and keep it real. That's right. The other thing I always recommend people do is to use pictures when possible and make sure they're good. Like we talked about before, don't have that trash lying around. The picture is going to engage the audience. There are countless studies online available that show that any post that has a picture is far more engaging than ones that don't. Absolutely. When I was at a particular company for a number of years, there wasn't a single post I did without a picture. Even if if, if I couldn't find something that matched my subject matter, I would take a picture of our logo. I had pictures of the building mm. and, the, and the logo and the signage. So if I didn't have anything that, that matched what I was trying to post about, like if it was a, I don't know, a, a mechanical piece or a part or an item we had, then I would just use the generic building picture. That's interesting. So there was always, always a picture. And we had great uh, response rates from everything we had. So remember, having that proper mindset when you're engaging in social media campaigns is extremely, extremely important. Social media does not work the same way print or any other kind of media works when it comes to selling something. And if you try to do direct sales on social media, they usually fall flat. Taking it a step further, Patsy, down this rabbit hole of negativity today. (laughs) So when people come up to me and they say, all right, Andy, I have done everything right. I have said everything right. And my social media is still failing. So I've got my message. It's correct. I've got my verbiage. It's correct. I'm responding to my customers. I'm doing everything. I'm not selling. I'm, I'm sharing and I'm engaging. I'm trying to. And it's still not working. Hmm. Then I go, well, maybe the problem is not your message. 
So let's back up a little bit and let's look at something even easier to fix than your message. Oh, what is that? Well, we start with what their profile looks like. Oh, that's huge. Huge. So let's start with Twitter. If you don't have a picture on Twitter, Twitter gives you a little picture of an egg to start with. It's like a little egg. Right. And if that is your icon on Twitter, I'm not doing business with you. Right. To begin with, because you haven't taken the time to set your profile, which means right. you don't really care. Right. So if I see an egg, not interested. Interesting. If there is poor cover art, so they're on Facebook and Twitter, you can update your cover photos. And if that is done poorly, if something is stretched out, if it's not the right dimensions, if you tried to just force something in there and it looks looks like junk, right? that's your representation. Right. So if it looks like junk, that means your product is junk. It means you're junk. So right. if it's not... Done, yeah, hundred percent. Perception is reality. Man. If you haven't taken the time to set up your profile properly, I'm not interested in doing business with you. No matter, you can give me the best offer in the world. It doesn't matter because I think it's a scam. Wow, interesting. If you're not posting regularly, you can have a great message. When did you post last? Well, last week. Last week? Yeah, I posted once a week. Not enough. Relevance. Because it's relevance and it's caring. If you mm. post once a week, it means you don't care about social media. And if you don't care about social media, you don't care about me. You're too busy. You're t- Yeah, you're too busy to care about something that, yeah. you know, easy, so to speak, to do. Right. Then what is your level of detail and attention to the rest of your property? Right. Probably very low. So I'm not interested in doing business with you. Interesting. If you are not posting the same idea or concept in a message in more than one location. So if you have multiple accounts, if you have an Instagram and you have a Twitter and you have a Facebook and you are not posting that same message to across that entire platform. Okay. That means um, that you are, in my mind, it means internally you aren't connected. So you have a disconnection inside your business. You're not organized. Mm. So if I have a Facebook account and I've taken the time to set up my Facebook account and I've taken a time to set up my Instagram account and I've taken a time to set up my Twitter. And if I have a really cool event that I'm talking about and I'm only talking about it on Facebook, why? Right. What what happened? Maybe that means there's one person, well, all I do is Facebook. I don't like Twitter and I don't like Instagram. Well, sorry, then don't have a Twitter and Instagram. Right. So you have to have that same message across all your platforms and not the duplicated one. Right. Remember, this is when you want to replicate, not duplicate. Right. Change up that content, have it in uh, multiple places. Yeah, don't neglect your audience, is he? Yeah. Failing to create incentives. That's a huge thing. Why am I following you? Why should I care? That's a good one. Okay. What? What are? What have you? Who said it? What have you done for me lately? Was right. that Paula Abdul? I yeah. think she said that. <laughs> no, it was Janet Jackson. Was it? Yeah, oh. It was Janet Jackson. Oh, that's right. Uh, Paula Abdul did "Opposites Attract." Yes. Yeah. Great video. Oh yeah. <laughs> but give me the answers to why I'm following you. What? What's in it for me? Okay. Now, some places will tell you, "Hey, when you come in and if you check in on Facebook or you like us and you show that you liked us, we'll give you." Doesn't matter what they're going to give you. Ten percent off. Uh, There's a chiropractor here in town that if you come in and you check in with them and you check in on Facebook, you give them like a Twitter like. And if you do like one other thing on one of they have three or four different social media platforms. If you get two or three, then they'll give you it's a chiropractic place and they give you something to do with chiropractic. Either it's a squishy ball. Yeah. A um, I got a a ice pack from them one time. Their branding is all over it. I'm just doing them a favor. Right. And here I am talking about them. I'm just not going to tell you who they are. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you off air because they're fantastic. Yeah. But the fact that they got me to engage with them. Right. And now I have an incentive for engaging with them. And I feel good about it. And I'm going to tell my other friends to go there because it's a great spot. It's a personal touch. Yeah. 
but now I have a reason to follow them. At one of my past locations when I was working with them, we gave away a hat about once a month. Okay. Now, our primary customer were truck drivers. Truck drivers like hats. Yeah. You know, so I said, well, let's get a bunch of hats made. We got a bunch of hats made and we sold, or not sold, we gave away hats. Nice. Just for telling somebody, hey, you know, we're going to give away a random hat to a random, well, not a random hat. We're going to give away a hat to a random person today just for liking our page. Nice. Or just for retweeting, you know, we're going to post some stuff today. If you retweet some of the other stuff we post, you're going to be in the running for it. Right. How about like, how about those nice resorts that have the spas that, you know, um, I went to one the other day that actually, um, um, you know, their incentive was I'd get fuzzy slippers uh, and a robe at check-in if I, um, if I like their page. Do you keep those? Yeah. The slippers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cause they're, they're disposable. Sure. So, but, but they're, they're fuzzy. But they're fuzzy. <laughs> and, you know, they were great in the room and, you know, warm maybe, maybe a week afterwards and I got home and I tossed them and they were nice. Yeah. yeah. See, and, and that it doesn't cost them much. Exactly. It gets the engagement. It gets your friends to see that you're doing something. You just went to the spa. You checked in. They're like, oh, Patsy's at the spa. I was queening out. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're interested. I want to go to the spa. That's right. And so that they can't, that is exposure that you Actually, can't put money on. So I didn't even go to the spa. Oh, no. Like you they have a spa in? on property. No, they have a spa on property. I just checked into the room and hung out oh. in the room and went to the pool. But the slippers came as an incentive along with the, yeah. with the bathrobes. So I just hung out in the room, you know, in the garden cool. tub and having the bath, you know, had the bathrobe on and chilled out on the just porch. Just chilled. Nice. With the fuzzy slippers on. <laughs> yeah. I was a queen for, you know, for a weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it was great. That was, and, you, and now you're going away on another staycation. You're just going everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got to get it in. It's summertime. When you find that, if you look back at people's social media accounts and you see their posts, because you can go back in history and you can see everybody's posts or what they've been posting, and if it's all sales related, that is going to absolutely kill yeah. uh, a, your, your campaigns. Yeah. Because now it's like, man, all these people want to do is sell. Look, I know it's important. Everybody knows sales are important. Yeah. We get it. We get it. But if all you're doing is selling, right? it's just a squeaky wheel and people will ignore it. And that's why commercials are so friendly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Commercials are fun entertainment. Right. People look forward to Super Bowl Sunday for the commercials because that's where they put a lot of effort and entertainment into those right. commercials. But they're selling essentially. Sure. But it's fun sales. Like everybody remembers the McDonald's commercial with the baby on the swing, you know, oh, with the sunrise man. thing. So right. I mean, not go to McDonald's, but I know McDonald's did that. That's right. So it, it sticks with you. Right. Wanting to be part of all social networks can also really damage you. Really? There are so many of them out there. We've talked about, last week we talked about the ones that I felt you should be on and the ones you kind of might want to be on. And that doesn't count the hundreds of other ones that are out there. Mm. Trying to be part of everything just gets tougher and tougher and tougher to manage. Absolutely. And as I said before, if you're on three or four social media accounts and you're not posting to all of them, that's a detriment. So just do what you can handle. You can look at the metrics, you can look at the analytics, and you can see, well, you know what? You ever hear on, on Pinterest, we're, we're not really getting a lot of, of return there. Right. So close down a Pinterest account. If that's not worth your time, close it down. Right. You don't have to be involved in everything. You do have to be involved with where your audience is at. Right. So stick to Facebook and Twitter. If that's where your people are, stick there. And let them, you know, talk to them, and they'll talk to you, and then it's much easier to manage. Quality versus quantity. Very much so. Good stuff. And the last thing is when people say they need to be on top of every single metric available to them. 
So all they're caring about is the results. I need to be number one in everything. Number one, number one, number one. Which is so huge in hotels. You know, it's about the bottom line. Sure. But when you're looking at the metrics and you want to cap out on everything, then the reason you are on social media isn't to win the metrics game. Okay. It's to engage your audience. So what comes first, the relationship or the metrics? Right. And if you're all you're concerned about is these metrics, you lose the heart of the message. You lose that, that friendly uh, voice that you have. Right, right. And mm. it just becomes a, a, a disconnect. And it becomes very robotic. Right. And people are like, well, is this a, a bot that's posting? Is, right. there's, is there a person here? Do I feel like I'm dealing with a computer? Is this a sales meeting? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what's, what's going on? And so right. you need to remember where your priorities are. And the priority right. should not be in the metrics. Yes, we want good results. Yes, we want to have something that, that creates a positive engagement. And we can say, look, we spent $50 on his ad. Uh, we made $5,000 in sales off of it. That's a good ROI. We're really happy right. with it. Fantastic to have that. But you don't need to hit a home run in every single category. Mm, you know, stuff. it's like, hey, this week we only had, you know, we lost followers this week. Let's go back and figure that out why we lost them. But you don't have to be like, oh, we lost followers. It's the end of the world. Right. Or we only got, you know, 10 followers this week as opposed to 50 or 100 new followers. Right. You don't have to max those out every week. If, if it becomes that much of a rat race, then you're really lose, you're losing focus of what you're really doing in the social media market. Wow. So remember, it's all about engaging and being that friend. And I mean, social media is a fickle, fickle beast. As soon as something is out there, people can comment on it. Right. People can copy it. People can forward it to their friends. And we can get everything exactly, exactly right. Like 100% in everything we've done. We have the market. We have the message. We have the match. Everything is 100%. And it still might fall flat. Right. And you kind of go, well, I did everything right. You go, yeah, everything's done right. Well, what did I miss? Don't know. Yeah, because I've seen those posts. I go on to celebrity pages and I'll look at certain, you know, pictures. I'll scroll through their um, their timeline and I'll see, you know, certain posts of theirs that get like 5,000 likes and then some that get like 26 likes. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, well, you're a celebrity. <laughs> you should have, yeah, 5,000 on every single one of them. Exactly. But what, what I look on those, and this is one of the things that's very crucial in social media and when you post something, is the timing of it. Mm, What's right. going on when that person posted something? Right. So if I look at someone's post, like you said, one of them got 5,000, one got 26. So if I look at that, that, the, the post that got 26 likes. Right. And I take the time and date on that. Let's say it was uh, Wednesday night at, I don't know, 930. Right. So then exactly. I go, what was going on Wednesday night at 930? Wow, there's this huge soccer game that was in town. And right. okay, everybody is watching a soccer game, completely missed your tweet. Right. And the way Twitter is, now something else is in their face and they don't see your tweet. And that's why, you know, the 26 people who weren't paying right. attention to the soccer game liked your tweet. Right. It's so funny you said that because uh, this weekend I actually posted, um, um, I made breakfast. Mm. I made a delicious quiche. Oh. And um, I posted it. I posted a picture of my quiche on two different platforms, Facebook and LinkedIn. So Facebook, you know, I, I posted it right at brunch time on a Sunday um, afternoon and I got a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of likes. I'm hmm. so happy. But then on LinkedIn, I got like no likes. And then I thought, hmm. But as you've mentioned, Sunday brunch time, LinkedIn, you know, is there a correlation there? You know, LinkedIn may not have as many fall or as many people logged in 
on a Sunday at, you know, 11 o'clock as you would have them logged in on a Monday at, say, 11 o'clock. Right, because it's more of a business entity. Absolutely. And you're also looking at, well, is there a business message behind your quiche on a Sunday morning? <laughs> are you, are you, uh, yeah, Are you selling was. your Okay, well, then that's perfect. Well, I wasn't selling, I wasn't selling quiches, but okay. I, was, I was selling the fact that I was going to be going away to, you know, to my staycation. And this, yeah. is, this is what I like to eat at home. Oh, nice. As well as... While on vacation, <laughs> hence the resort I'm going to be visiting this weekend. There you weekend. go. Perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, I would look at the other thing you already said is the timing of it. Right. You know, with LinkedIn being primarily a Monday through Friday is when they see all their traffic. Right. So try, try that post on a weekday and see how you do. Like you know, when you're off on your staycation, if you're there over the, the holiday weekend here on the, what is it, the third is a Monday. Right. Post on the third. Well, people might be off that day, though. Yeah, <laughs> so you have to exactly. be careful on that one, too. Exactly. It's all about that timing. Timing is everything. That is the the biggest thing in there. You could have everything else right, and if your timing isn't, doesn't matter. Right. So just keep in mind, look at stuff that's going on, look at your calendars, and keep in mind that that timing does, does matter. I want to talk about your wall, Patty. Yes. Patsy, sorry. My wall. No, I hear Patty too. (laughs) I get Patty all the time. I like Patty, actually. I prefer Patty. Better than Patsy sometimes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because Patsy is the one who gets to blame. Oh, is she? Oh, the Patsy. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you first said it, I thought Patsy Klein. So I get that too. <laughs> <laughs> so your wall yes. at home, the awesome wall that you've got, the hotel wall mm-hmm. that got shared on Pinterest, you went viral. Your yeah. wall's more popular than anything else in your house now. Than me. <laughs> yes. So what made that wall popular? What do you think was the secret sauce behind that post getting all the attention? I think I, I think I want to think I want to think that because of the person who took the picture of my wall and shared it because of her followers and her uh, you know her uh, her status on Pinterest and um, you know she's a uh, she's a HR um, recruiter for like this corporate company and. Um, uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that she had a lot of followers and they thought she was pretty important. And here she's at a party, it's, you know, one weekend and at my party, obviously. <laughs> and then she sees my cool wall and she's like, hey, my girlfriend's house, you know, snap, picture, share. And they're like, oh, wow, look at, you know, you know. So I'm assuming that they thought that, you know, because of who she was, her credibility, her merits and her style and decor, you know, they trusted what she was sharing and they thought it to be something of relevance and they, they all liked it. So. All right, so... You said, number one, it's a cool wall. Yeah. So we got that going. Yeah, it was definitely cool. <laughs> uh, people trust her. Right. They trust her opinion. Uh, you said something about her being into um, not just HR, but you said something about fat, and it was a style, I think you said. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's definitely a stylist. She's a very style, stylish lady. Yeah, stylish. So girl. we've got uh, in the old, well, we have message market match all, all already there. She's a trusted follower who's yeah. posting something of relevance. And at a party and see something cool and posts and shares it. Right. So that process is easily replicatable in just about anywhere, which is what makes it so amazing. Mm. For instance, uh, here in town, we have a lot of restaurants. There's a restaurant um, just down the road from us here that is a, a, a Saigon noodle restaurant. Really good pho there. Or pho, pho, whatever you want to call it. Guy Ferrari was in town. Mm-hmm. He does a show called Drivers, or Dine-Ins, Drivers, and, and Dives. Dives. I yeah, love Triple that D. Show. Right. Triple D. 
So Triple D was in town. He did a, uh, several restaurants while I was here. That restaurant happened to be one of them. I love that restaurant. They have uh, in the booth where he sat, they have a picture of him sitting in the booth. And they take so many pictures of that booth and people in that booth, <laughs> they have an entire system for it. They know where to put the light for the flash. They have everything's down to a science for them. Because they know that when people take a picture of that booth, they're going to do what? They're going to share it on Facebook and That's on right. Twitter and on social media. That is an icon for them to share. Mm. Just like your wall. Your wall got popular, gets shared a lot. Yeah. I'm sure if anybody comes over, they go, that's the wall. Yeah. You know? I, I hear it all the time. See? I hear it all the time. <laughs> and the resort that I got it from, it's a beach resort out, mm. in, out in um Palm Palm Harbor, Palm Coast. Okay. So it's a beautiful resort. Um, so everything in the resort is just beautiful. So um, it's very vibrant. You know, it, it's style. It's it's everything. It's it's rich. It's um, it's decor. It's fabrics. And um, yeah, and I brought it home with me to the suburbs. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you've had people come over. Like I said, they're like, "There's that cool wall. That's yeah. so awesome. I want to take. I want to take a picture of this cool wall because I saw this wall on social media." Yeah. So the same thing's happening in this restaurant. I saw the, you know, I saw the the episode on TV. I saw the, you know, my friend had the picture of the booth. Now I have a picture of the booth. That's awesome. And so that gets spread like wildfire. Right. Now, if you're at a hotel and you don't get the, the awesome fortune of having a celebrity come to your hotel, if you do, by all means, take photos. But if you don't, there's nothing that says you can't stage a corner of your hotel mm. to make it that thing that stands out that people want to take a picture of that they want to share on social media, that then their friends or anybody else who comes to town goes, I need to go there and take that picture because that picture was super, super right. cool. I've been there. Right. Walk around theme parks. You'll have things that say Kodak picture spot. Right. And you go, I need to take a picture here. And then if you see your friend's pictures that have been to theme parks, you go, man, that is a beautiful picture. You go, yeah, you just go right down the corner. It says Kodak picture spot. Well, they know you're going to share that picture. I was at this theme park. Okay, I got to go to that theme park to get that picture. Okay, right. while I'm in town, I'm going to go to that theme park and get that picture. Right. Same with hotels. Right. Same with convention centers. Same with anything else in town. Look at a lot of the bars and restaurants here in Orlando on the way into them, especially on International Drive, will have a photo opportunity set up. Why? Because they know you're going to take that picture, then you're going to share that picture, and then you're going to know other people want to do the same thing. So your wall's popular. Uh, the booth over at this restaurant is popular. Is so neat. You can do that at your own location, Joan Hotel. Now, we don't provide, you guys might provide the service, your company. I don't know anybody locally personally, although I know their companies locally. I just don't know them, so I can't vouch for them, that do staging. They will set up the corner for you. They'll set up the wall for you. Their interior decorators, they know what looks good. They know how to set the lighting up. Yeah. All that can be done. And I always tell people, whenever you do that, put something in that picture that has your hotel name on it. Right. Absolutely. If it's outside, like the one uh, that we completed uh, not too long ago, about a week ago, we made sure it, it was a beach scene. And so we put like uh, the direction signs on there, like this is the, how many miles this way. And at the bottom of it, it had the hotel name and hotel phone number. Yeah. So that's, that's so true. It's the information is there. You get a little bit of extra advertising. People take the picture. They can't not take the picture without that sign in it because right. it's part of it. Right. And so you get branding and advertising put into it. Nice. So, yeah. Big part of all that, though, is keeping that location clean. 
Absolutely. Because if people are taking pictures on it, then they're going to spill stuff. They're going to bring their water bottles with them. It's going to fall over. They'll leave trash behind. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I really do. It has to be because it's got, I mean, it's got a status now. It it really does. I'm surprised your wallet didn't have its own Facebook page yet. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Patsy's wall. (laughs) But I'm thinking about it now that you mentioned it, Andy. Little status updates. What are you doing? (laughs) Nothing. Just hanging out. All of my cool house guests, I'll take pictures with them. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'll be fun. As that'll my floor changes, <laughs> the wall's still there. That's true. The wall's yeah. always going to be there. That's right. <laughs> so that is about going to do it here for episode number five of Sotelio. Oh. I know. It's been an hour. Already. You know, it goes so by so fast, fun. doesn't it? So much more to say still. <laughs> but you've got an incredible holiday weekend coming up. I do. Can't wait to hear about it. Uh, where oh, you yes. Going on your little staycation here. Oh, you yes. can be the queen of the resort. And Orlando. I love Orlando. We've got some of the best hotels, resorts, um, motels. We've, we've got it all. We really do. We it's, do. It's a fun place to do this type of show. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to look forward. Uh, you'll. I'll send you away with that uh, the resort, uh, Spotlight Resort. All right. Resort Spotlight. I'll get it right one of these days. That's good. So you can, do a, you can look for the direct marketing opportunities on there. If they have uh, all the information in the room, if they greeted you properly, if right. they told you about events, I'll give you the whole lineup. Nice. And we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll get your report next week. Quiz. Quiz time. Yeah. Quiz time. That's right. <laughs> but as we do wrap up our time together, I want to let you guys know out there that you have resources available to you to help you out. You got Patsy, you got me. You got Patsy with over five years experience in the hotel industry. I've got a lot of experience in social media and infrastructure. We're here to help you get over whatever hurdle you might have. And as times continue to evolve, we will continue to evolve with those times to make sure that we are on top of the game to help you out in anything that you need. Thanks again for listening to Sotelio, guys, your hotelier's podcast for social media and local marketing management. Until next time, may your ADR be ever increasing. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sotelio. Visit us online at S-O-T-E-L-L dot I-O for show information, archives, and more. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Hello Sotelio. This podcast is part of the EIP Network.